0: What is going on, everyone, and welcome to another episode of From My Point of View. Uh, I am back, and we are recording, and everything's good. Everything is good. I got a nice four or five days of relaxation. We're back recording the podcast, and finally going to talk some sports, but unfortunately... No NFL. I'm I'm just going to wait, honestly. I'm just going to wait till after the new year and after the playoff picture is finalized and I'll put out an episode before the wild card games start and just talk about the playoff matchups after that. Uh, and that's it. Uh, I'm not going to waste my time going over every single scenario that could happen because there's a lot and, you know, there's a lot of teams that if they win and they have two other teams win, they get into the playoffs and then someone has to lose this, someone has to lose that, and someone has to win this, and or if three teams lose, you know how it goes. It's, it's a lot of scenarios, but I do want to talk about the NBA because the NBA has been electric for the past few weeks. Uh, as we know, multiple games going on Christmas Day, which we'll talk about. Uh, cause some big news, obviously with the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, the Golden State Warriors look, I, I don't know what they, they look not like the Golden State Warriors, Derek Rose, some things going on with him. And then my thoughts about, uh, some of the, some of the other teams around, around the league. So let's, let's start with Christmas day. First of all, I hope that everyone had themselves a merry little Christmas And everyone enjoyed themselves. You ate lots of food. You hung out with family. Everything was great. So, yeah, uh, hopefully everyone had themselves a nice Christmas. I hope you enjoyed some basketball. And we'll start, I mean, the Knicks-Bucks game, everyone knew that was going to be a wash. That's not anything new. Uh, The Bucks messed up the Knicks. And Giannis, again, proving that he is probably going to win the MVP award this year. Even though beating the Knicks is no MVP-defining MVP task, it's still, he, he was able to prove just how dominant he was. Once again, you know, again, not also not nothing new. You had the Rockets and Thunder, so Russell Westbrook and Paul George going against James Harden, and that really was the story. It was Russell Westbrook and Paul George going against James Harden because the Rockets, Chris Paul is out, Or he at least was out uh, yesterday. And the Rockets signed Austin Rivers. And actually, Austin Rivers hit two very clutch threes down the stretch to kind of secure the win for the Rockets. So, as of right now, pretty good signing. But, I mean, the Rockets, the depth of their guards are just not great. I mean, Eric Gordon played. He was terrible. Uh, James Harden seemed to be the only one who can shoot the ball. Clint Capella, very good basketball player, but obviously not a huge offensive threat. And James Harden, I think, has scored 30-plus points in the past, or 35-plus points in the past eight games. So he's been on an absolute tear. I think he put 45 up on Christmas Day. But the Thunder do look good. Russell Westbrook is finally... He's not that do-it-I'll-do-it-myself kind of player anymore. He seems to be deferring to Paul George a little bit, who has been absolutely on fire and who a lot of people are now inserting into MVP candidacy. So that's also very interesting. And that game came pretty much down to the wire. I think the Rock is won by four, but a close game from tip-off to the final buzzer. And the big game of the night, of course... Was the Lakers and Warriors, Sixers and Celtics. That game went into overtime, shockingly. I didn't think the Celtics were going to have much of a problem with the Sixers, but they did. However, the Sixers' lack of depth, as everyone has been seeing, even with the addition of Jimmy Butler, came back to bite them in the ass in overtime. They're Starters were worn out and tired, and they just had no one on the bench to try and give them rest, and it affected them late down the stretch and also in overtime, so they ended up losing to the Celtics on Christmas Day. The Sixers, they'll in, even if it is in a month or whenever the the trade deadline is, I think it's in February, but they should be shopping hard for players to pick up. Because they have no depth. They just have no depth. And honestly, they have so many stars and no depth. I don't know who they would trade for. I don't know what free agents are out there that they could possibly sign to improve their team. But they need someone. Because right now, although Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Jimmy Butler are very, very good basketball players. They don't have any... They have Ben Simmons as a point guard, of course. But his... Lack of a jump shot, although he's been hitting a couple turnaround jump shots the past couple days. But it's his still his lack of a jump shot. It just the Sixers need depth if they want to compete. Um the Celtics They 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 have their own problems. Uh I think it's just a case of there's too many people. There's too many people that are ball dominant on their roster. And they just need to learn how to how to play together. I know we're almost four months into the season now, or we are October, November, December. Yeah, we're going into month four of the season, so they gotta figure it out. Cause sometimes they look unstoppable, and then other times it's like no one knows what they're doing out there. Anyway, as I was uh I was I was saying the game of the night was the Golden State Warriors and the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers were at Oracle Arena. So LeBron makes his return to Oracle and the game was unexpected to say the least um it, it was pretty it was pretty tight the whole entire first half and then uh, the Lakers started to pull away a little bit and then LeBron left the game with an injury which was it was the first time I have seen the machine falter in quite some time. Uh, I, I know there was a stretch when in his second stint in Cleveland. He missed like 30 games in the year. But other than that, he has been... I mean, first time in his entire career, he played all 82 games last year. But even before that, he played 80, 81, 78, 79 games. So he left the game in the third quarter with a strained groin... Uh, MRI came back, nothing was really wrong with him, he's fine, but he's going to take, they said he's going to miss several games to, you know, recuperate and get the groin fully healthy so as to not rush him back and then have it even, strain it even more or, you know, possibly worst case scenario, tear it. There's no re- no need to rush LeBron back. Um, I, I did see a thing on Twitter, though, and it was uh, a tweet saying that a conspiracy theory about how LeBron kind of faked his groin injury so he can sit back and dissect and watch all the young uh, basketball players on the Lakers to see who can handle the spotlight the best and then trade the ones that couldn't. <laughs> so he's 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 prepping for the future and the playoffs and just uh, dish away anyone who can't handle any of the spotlight. <clears throat> Brandon Ingram. And yesterday against the Sacramento Kings, who I will talk about after this, was the first game that the Lakers played without LeBron. And also without Rondo, who was a catalyst in keeping the Warriors at bay on Christmas Day. And they played the Kings, and the Kings won on a Bogdanovich step-back three-pointer. Now... Lonzo Ball played a hell of a game. Kyle Kuzma played a hell of a game. Brandon Ingram, he had 19 first-half points, I believe, and finished the game with 22. So that is a problem. Because Brandon Ingram, I don't know what it is, because every single NBA player... Even including LeBron, says that Brandon Ingram is special. He's got a lot of talent. He has so much potential. He's going to be a all-star for years to come. And everyone in the media is scratching their heads saying, what? Like, how? What, what are... They? Like, I understand they're professional basketball players, and me and everyone else are just people that talk about basketball and watch basketball. But what could they possibly see that we are not seeing on a game-to-game basis? Because... Brandon Ingram sure as hell doesn't look like he is going to be an all-star for years to come. He looks like he's going to be nothing more than a role player, a scorer off the bench. And Nick Wright, uh, a lot of people don't like Nick Wright, I do, but he has a morning show and he actually said, Brandon Ingram has not scored more than 26 points since high school, which was quite possibly the most mind boggling thing I've ever heard. But it also might be true. Uh I I don't know, man. He Brandon Ingram, he's a twig, yes. He's like six nine. I don't even know if he's two hundred pounds. I think he's like one ninety. So he is super scrawny. He can shoot, but not incredibly efficient. He can hit a three but not efficiently. He can hit mid-ranges, but not efficiently. He's too weak to go inside and bully his way for a layup. I don't know, man. He is uh, hes a question mark. He's been a question mark since he came into the league, since his rookie season. But the two players last night who really impressed, in my opinion anyway, were Kyle Kuzma and Lonzo Ball. Lonzo, I, I believe, was one rebound or one assist shy of a triple-double. He had like twenty. 3, 12, and 9, so he had a hell of a game, and Kyle Kuzma, I mean, Kyle Kuzma is very much the second best player on the Lakers behind LeBron James, no doubt about it, and people were saying that last year, too, before LeBron got there, that Kyle Kuzma was the best player on the Lakers, so the Lakers are going to be without LeBron for several games, And their first showing out against the Kings resulted in a loss, but you had a couple of standout performances from Lonzo and Kyle Kuzma, so you can hang your hat on that if you're a Lakers fan. Uh, But their opponent, the Sacramento Kings, another team that I want to talk about, because they might be the most exciting basketball team in the NBA right now. They are super young. They are super fast. And they have loads of potential. So De'Aaron Fox, for who is, for my money right now, the most improved player in the NBA. If Derrick Rose is eligible for that award, he is certainly up there as well, and I will get to D. Rose later. But right now, for my money, De'Aaron Fox, from his average to even mediocre rookie season to what he's doing now is unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. He's hitting threes at a consistent rate. He's getting inside. He's finally using his speed in a half-court set. He's u- he's learned to utilize his speed and his ball-handling ability in a half-court set. His shooting has improved. His playmaking has improved. The kid has... Taken the reins over for the Sacramento Kings and said, I am the leader of this team. I will lead us to victories. The offense will run through me, and I can handle it. And it is electric. He's an absolute electric factory. There's no doubt about it. Bogdanovich, of course, has come into a a nice year of his own. He hit that step back three to beat the Lakers, as I said previously. He's been shooting the ball well this year. Buddy Heald is the real offensive f- X factor for... The Sacramento Kings. He, at least this season, he showed glimpses over the past, he's been slowly going upwards. But it seems like right now, he is finally developed into the NBA three-point mid-range shooter that scouts thought he would be coming out of Oklahoma. Because he is shooting the, he's he's a sharpshooter. He is almost money every time he catches the ball. When he shoots it, He's now one of those players that you see shoots the ball and says, that's going in. He's become that kind of player. Of course, the Kings got Marvin Bagley, who they just drafted in his past NBA draft. And although they messed up, because any player in front of the Mavericks, or the Hawks, I guess, technically, should have taken Luka Doncic. To pass on Luka Doncic was ridiculous. And he actually... He actually said in an interview, uh, someone asked him, did you expect the Kings to draft you? And he said, yes, 100%. So Sacramento might have messed up. Marvin Bagley will be a very good NBA player. I have no doubt about it. But Luka Doncic is already a very good NBA player. And he'll just improve with time. So will Marvin Bagley, but right now, Luka Doncic is better, and he's going to improve. So, every team that didn't draft Luka Doncic messed up. He's going to run away with the MVP Rookie of the Year award. Run away with it. Anyway, with Marvin Bagley, young player, talented, has potential, he'll be a good player. Harry Giles, of course, now finally getting some NBA minutes after what seems like even going back to his Duke days, what little were they, there were of his Duke days, finally seems to be getting some actual basketball minutes. And I, I don't know what what the what the road leads for Harry Giles, honestly. Two torn ACLs, lots of setbacks. I he was one of the most talented people coming out of high school and now it's just he's kinda up in the air. Uh I think they have Costas Koufis also on the roster. So the Kings are loaded in the backcourt because they also have Willie Cauley Stein who's their starting center and Willie Cauley Stein is he's nice. He's nice. I, I no real complaints about Willie Cauley Stein. Can't shoot, but it is what it is. He's uh he's a tough player. He plays hard. Uh he plays defense and he rebounds. And that's all you can really ask for Willie Cauley-Stein to do because now you have De'Aaron Fox, Bogdanovich, Buddy Heald, even Iman Shumpert, who's having some type of renaissance season right now. It's, uh, the Kings definitely have, for the first time in what feels like forever, the Kings look like they're actually in good shape right now for the future. Last year didn't seem like that because... De'Aaron Fox, fifth overall pick, like, oh, no, what did what did we do? This kid isn't what he thought he was going to be. And now he's just like, nope, I'm good. Don't worry about it. So an improvement definitely for the Kings. They're actually winning ball games. They're actually hovering around even above a 500 now. So nothing but good thing for the, the Kings this season. Now, anyway, I got ahead of myself. Going to the Lakers and Kings game. I want to go back to the Warriors real quick. Because the Warriors are, no doubt about it, one of the, if not the most talented NBA basketball team. Loads of superstars, loads of talent, championship pedigree. I mean, there's not many bad things you could say about the Warriors. But right now, the Warriors are in shambles, chemistry-wise. Draymond Green can no longer shoot a basketball. He used to be efficient. He used to get good looks. And now it just seems like he's forcing shots. He's bricking all of them. He's not... He doesn't even seem to be as good of a playmaker as he used to be. So I don't know what is going on with Draymond Green. But he looks absolutely terrible. Klay Thompson, for whatever reason, is has been incredibly inconsistent. And Steph Curry... Has, he just got back from injury. So it's just... I, I don't know what's going on with the Warriors. Obviously, Draymond Green and Kevin Durant were butting heads, although they look like they're kind of buddy-buddy now, but that could be all a show. Who knows? Shaq and Kobe hate each other, but they got along on the basketball court. So I don't know. I don't know what, what to make of the Warriors. I'm sure come playoff time, they'll be the same old Warriors or maybe... They'll lose to the Lakers by 30 again. Who knows? Because sometimes the Warriors are dominant. They look like the Warriors that we always expected, and they're dominant. And then other times, they're beating the Kings, who I just raved about, but the Warriors shouldn't have problems with the Kings. And they've played the Kings twice already, and they won by, in both games, a combined five points. So, it's, it's not... It's not like they're dominating these teams that they should be dominating. And then, of course, on Christmas Day, they lost to the Lakers by almost 30. And, of course, with all this talk of the Warriors struggling and the evidence of the Warriors struggling, everyone in New York is losing their minds because now it seems like Kevin Durant to New York, to the Knicks, is a real possibility. And I'll be honest, I I don't know if it's going to happen. As a guy who supports the Knicks, you can never anticipate these big free agent signings because when they don't happen, you will be heartbroken. And it's it's pointless to be heartbroken over the New York Knicks. Would I like Kevin Durant to come? Obviously. Obviously, everyone wants Kevin Durant on their team. And also, there's now reports about him buying up Property or houses in Westchester or something like that. I don't know. So everyone's like, oh, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant. I don't know if it'll happen. I really don't. I really don't. Would love it to happen, but I don't know if it will. Now, another thing I want to talk about. Derrick Rose. Ever since I did that podcast with my friend Riley Dunbar... We talked about how Derrick Rose probably won't be in the Hall of Fame and he'll be the first MVP to not make the Hall of Fame. And I guess he has heard these things now because he's playing out of his mind. Everyone thought that 50-point game was kind of like a a one-time fluke and he'll never do it again. He has been lighting it up for pretty much the entire season. I mean, he, he makes moved to the basket that looked like old D Rose his double clutches his reverses his spinning layups his body control seems to be back intact he seems like he has that at least almost ha- at least half of his explosiveness back that he had from Chicago and they were playing the Timberwolves were playing the Bulls the other night in Chicago and Derrick Rose was lighting it up and he went to the free throw line and everyone in Chicago started chanting MVP 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 and he actually was so he was so happy and so elated to hear it he actually cracked a smile at the free throw line and it gave me when i saw the video it gave me all the goosebumps all the goosebumps uh, it was incredible because Derrick Rose I mean every single person on the face of the planet wants Derrick Rose to succeed in the NBA because he was pretty much he was a once in a generational type of point guard really. I mean when have we have we ever seen a point guard dominate the way he did in the way he did more importantly in the way he did driving to the hoop, dunking over people, his explosiveness as a 6'3", six, 6'4" six, point guard. He was definitely one of the most special players that, at least in my generation, he was. And, of course, the youngest player ever in NBA history to win the MVP at 22 years old. So, I mean, everyone wants Derrick Rose to succeed. Uh, how can you not? And for him to you know, be back in Chicago and put on a performance where the crowd was chanting MVP, MVP... That is, uh, that's about as heartwarming as it gets, and as optimistic as it gets. And like I said, I, I is there there's might be a, a, a game, a game's played limit from the previous year to be eligible for most improved player, uh, this year. So I don't know if Derrick Rose qualifies, but if he does, he is most certainly up there with De'Aaron Fox as most improved player. Hundred percent. But it's, uh, the NBA season chalking up to be an interesting one, to say the least. There are not a lot of teams straight dominating, including the Warriors. Uh, you know, in the West, the Warriors, the Lakers, the Rockets, the Thunder, uh, the Pelicans, kind of. Anthony Davis is a beast, but I don't know if the Pelicans have that same... Kind of team as they did last year Especially without DeMarcus Cousins Who, by the way Still hasn't played for the Golden State Warriors yet So, I mean I totally forgot about him When he comes back, I'm sure this the problems with the Warriors Will cease to exist But he, when he comes back That's Oh god, I completely forgot about DeMarcus Cousins on the Warriors That's That is what a revelation sounds like In real time Jesus Christ Ugh Okay. All right. Anyway, you have all those teams in the West scrapping it out. Um. Speaking of the West, the Mavericks talking about maybe trading Dennis Smith Jr. I don't know if that's such a smart idea. Um, I know they're both ball dominant, and they need to be in order to uh, showcase or utilize all of their talents, but... I mean, Dennis Smith is a really nice ball player, man. I I would, I would be shocked if the Mavericks traded him. I would, cause he was their guy, man. He was their guy, and then obviously they drafted Luka Doncic, and he's an absolute beast. But, I mean, I don't see why they can't they can't work together, man. I don't I don't see why Kyrie and LeBron work together. They won a championship together. They're both very ball dominant players. I mean, obviously they are both. Much better players than Luka Doncic and Dennis Smith Jr., but my comparison still, you know, makes sense. Okay. Enough NBA talk. Now, I don't get incredibly personal on my podcast. Obviously, I try to keep it kind of professional, and as I said in the first episode, I use it kind of to hone my skills as far as uh, like talk show stuff goes, because that's what, I, you know, my dream scenario is in the future is to kind of be doing th- be doing this, whether it's radio or podcasting, but getting paid for it. So I always try and keep it kind of professional as far in that regard. But right now, obviously, it is as i'm recording this december 28th so a couple days before new year's eve and then january 1st the new year and if you let if you indulge me for a second to kind of have a self reflection kind of moment in about 2018 it was the most life changing year so far um as far as just the the way the paths of life that people start to take obviously i'm not the only one doing it if you're my age listening to it you know you're going through it too people you know are going through it 22 years old graduated college now you know you get a job start doing adult things things change obviously people some people move away some people stay it's it's uh, it's different You know, different things are happening. It's another transition period. Like when you graduate high school and you go to college, that's a transition period. Now, of course, graduating college and starting to be at least parts of a a fully functioning adult. I wouldn't say I'm fully functioning yet, but I am an adult. So it's just, it's different. Because 2018 started, I was still in school kind of chilling. Wasn't sure what my job scenario was looking like coming out of school. I knew kids who had jobs. I knew kids who didn't and it was struggling like me. So it was kind of weird. And then I graduated and of course things changed. I kind of, I took a month off. I went on a vacation with my girlfriend. We came back and then I was kind of like, okay, I felt like this pressure on me and I needed to do something. I was I was like, I can't just sit home and not work. E- even though I was content with that in previous summers, I had this excuse in my head and to everyone, ah, well, I'm in school. I don't need to work right now, man. I'm in school. I'm in school. I'm in school. And I was, you know, obviously privileged enough to not have to work. But it was definitely different because I had to find a job and I ended up <laughs> cleaning pools with like two of my buddies and we, you know, scrubbed pools all summer, and that was terrible, but also, you know, I learned a couple things, not just how to clean pools, but how to work hard, and, you know, stick to a schedule, and all that good stuff, so it was definitely a learning experience, and then of course i decided to try and do something to pad my resume i guess because i couldn't i couldn't get a job right away um you know i was applying places and i'm sure everyone has gone through these woes especially first out of college or not you know if you're lucky enough or not and i was applying to places and i wasn't even hearing back from a lot of places so that was frustrating even more so than just saying hey, hey, we decided to go with someone else. You know, I'd rather get that than no answer at all. And and then that's when I to decided to start a podcast. And it kind of happened where I, me and my friends were, like, shooting the shit in a, in a group chat one day, and I was like, hey, I kind of want to start a podcast. What do you guys think? And they were like, yeah, no, like, that sounds cool. Usually, like, we shit on each other, but they were actually, you know, pretty all for it. And we're like, hey, that's actually a good idea. Uh, that could be fun. Yada, yada. And they even asked to do do it with me. And I I knew deep down that if I had actually pulled the trigger on this, we couldn't all do it together as three people just because of scheduling. And you know, it's it's hard to get three people like that together, especially when people are working or even still taking summer classes and stuff like that. And those two people actually were Peter, Demore and Riley Dunbar and uh, they had both been on an episode of the podcast already so they you know they kind of gave me a little bit of honestly it was kind of they gave me a little bit of a push there because I was like hey I want to start a podcast instead of them saying no that's stupid you'd be awful at it (laughs) even as a joke they were like yeah no it actually sounds like a really good idea and you should do it and I've come up with a lot of ideas in my life and I've haven't pulled the trigger on a lot of ideas in my life. But this one, I really thought, like, hey, you know, I could I could do that. I could do this. And, of course, I ended up buying all the equipment and stuff, which honestly wasn't a whole lot. And it was really simple to start. I ended up posting the first three episodes, I think, on SoundCloud, and then um, ended up switching to iTunes. So this was... It, it may be a podcast that I don't get paid for. I'm just doing it for fun. It may be a podcast that not a lot of people listen to on a regular basis. For those of you who do, you know, thank you, obviously. But it is something that kind of gave me a push in the right direction to start my career. Like, you know, I, it's hard to explain and put into words how... Me actually acting on my idea and my pursuit of doing this as a full-time profession, even if I'm not getting paid now, it, to actually start it and do it and execute everything, it uh, it felt good. I'm not going to lie. It felt good to, to do this, to start this, to put it out there for the world to listen to, you know? I mean... Again, I don't know how many people listen to this on a regular basis, but it's out there, you know? At least it's out there. It's on iTunes, it's on the podcasting app on your on your phone. So it's it was a, it was a good feeling to start this and like I said, give myself a, a push in that right direction. And then of course, a couple months ago, uh, I finally got a job part-time, but You know, whatever a job's a job, and I've just been chilling there for the past two months, and still applying places, still looking for a full time gig. But at least I've started that career in sports or what have you. So it's it's a good feeling. You know, I'm not gonna lie; it is a good feeling, and. Especially when at this time of the year, since it's been a whole year, you kind of tend, I don't know if everyone does it, but I tend to kind of flash back and be like, wow, like that happened this year. So that's crazy. But or this and that, what have you, whatever events you're thinking of. But to sit back and now, especially because the first half of the year was so different from the second half of the year so completely different. It's interesting this for me at least because my life has been so different to kind of reflect on everything since I graduated college, so from like the start of college where I was to graduating and now where I where I am now. It's it's kind of crazy. I mean, I don't know. It's It makes me, humbly, you know, it makes me proud about how, you know, my, my parents are my parents, so they tell me how proud they am of me all the time, and they tell me, you know, they can't believe I've been doing what I've been doing, given, uh, you know, some personal things that have happened, so it's... It feels good, but you know, at the same time like you're my parents, you're supposed to tell me that. You know, it's not a big it's not a big deal for them to say that, but for me to sit down and share it with you whoever's listening on a podcast, it it makes it, it I'm it's something I'm proud of, honestly. It really is because I started this as a hobby. I'm still doing it. It's something I'm consistent with. I have a job, so I'm making a little bit of cash, you know, obviously still living at home, but I know a lot of people are, so it's really I mean, I'm not expected to move into my own place by twenty two years old, although I know some people are, and good for you. Uh I am not one of those people, but it doesn't make me feel bad. You know, I'm not a I don't feel like I'm a bum, at least not yet. <laughs> but I'm I'm sure uh I'll get to the age where hopefully uh <laughs> But hopefully I, I don't get to the age where I am a bum living at home, you know. Hopefully I'll be, I'll be moved out soon. But still, people I know people still trying to get on their feet. And for me to kind of be in the position I am now, you know, would I like to be in a better position? Yeah. Yeah, everyone always wants to be in a better position than what they are. And that's how people succeed because they try to better themselves and put themselves in better positions but right now I'm I'm happy. You know, I'm not I'm I'm content. That's a better word. I'm content where I am and where my life is, personally, professionally, you know, with my friends, my girlfriend, my parents, my employment, everything seems to be okay. And that is something that I've been longing for for 5 years. I just wanted to be content. And since graduating high school, I just always felt like I was And it's not because I graduated high school, it's personal reasons that I'm not quite comfortable sharing on the podcast yet, but of course, if you're listening and you know me personally, you know what I'm talking about. So it's just, since leaving high school, it's been uh, a never-ending quest to just be happy, which, of course, happiness is not a, pers- a a permanent state. You know, you have to experience sadness to experience happiness and all that good stuff, but it is something that I, I've still been trying to look for, because I've was nothing but miserable for two two years, a year and a half, two years. I'll pin it around 20 months maybe. But it it was just nothing but me being sad and depressed and then angry and depressed and then just depressed <laughs> and then finally around my sophomore year, I would say the tail end of my sophomore year, I finally something switched. I don't know what it was. I just I felt better about myself and what was going on in my life and you know, college and my social life and all things like that. And then junior year was better, and then senior year was the best. I met my girlfriend in the beginning of it and then we we've we're still in a relationship now, so that has been a huge part of my life. Obviously, she has been nothing but uh, a positive influence on my life. So, thank you, Veronica, if you're listening. So, like again, I'm getting personal here, and I never do, but it's something that is different for me. It is. It's just to be to be content and to be okay with what's going on. It's, uh, it's good. It's good. And I hope that if you're listening to me, you know, talk about myself or whatever, you can look back on, you know, your year or your past two years or three years, four years, five years, whatever, and kind of appreciate how you've evolved as a person and how you are handling, whether you're moving into a different chapter of your life or you're not, or you're adjusting to new things, whatever have you, it doesn't matter if you could look back and appreciate things that have happened and how you've adjusted and kind of see the full picture and the the full circle. It's it's nice. It's it's a good thing to to experience. An old to experience and appreciate and be proud of your own personal growth. All right. Well, I think that'll about do it for this episode. <laughs> I think I think I'm about done getting getting personal and giving sage wisdom or whatever the frick that was. Uh that, <laughs> Uh, if you felt uncomfortable, I am sorry, but I felt like because I never get personal on this podcast and I most likely won't for the foreseeable future, I just thought this might be a good opportunity to get a little personal. So I'm not always just the guy who's talking about sports, gives you a little bit of a insight of, you know, that I'm an actual person <laughs> and not just some nerd who regurgitates sports crap. So that'll do it for this episode of From My Point of View, the last one of the 2018 year. I will talk to you all in 2019. I hope you guys all have a very fun and safe New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Enjoy yourselves and talk to you guys soon. Thanks again for listening.